just thank you. Thank you for your presence that permeates our being. I thank you, Lord, that with every breath we take, we breathe in the breath of life. And that with every breath that we exhale, God, I thank you that we exhale your presence. I thank you that we are filled to overflow tonight. I pray, Father, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, Father. Help us see things from your perspective. Where we are seated in heavenly places, God, in Christ, at the right hand of the Father, far above powers and principalities and rulers of darkness, Thank you, God, that we rule and reign in you and that we live in the atmosphere of heaven, whether we are aware of it or not. But thank you tonight, Lord, that you are jolting us awake. You are awakening us to the reality of our citizenship in heaven And this place of dominion, this place of understanding, this place of revelation, this place of blessing and honor, thank you, Lord, that it is as real and even more real, it is eternally true than whatever we may be facing in the natural realm right now, God, no matter what we may be experiencing in our emotions, in our body. I thank you, Lord, that there is a higher place of reality. And so we just, we just use the keys of the kingdom tonight, God, that you've given us to unlock the mysteries, to unlock the places in our hearts and the places in your heart, Father, where you are desiring for us to be synchronized. And we depend on you, Holy Spirit, to take us where you want to go. We rely on you to be the teacher. And Lord, I thank you that even tonight as I'm speaking, Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is speaking. I thank you that there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that is being released with every word that I speak. And that there is freedom. (laughs) There is freedom for free tonight. And so we just receive it, God. We receive out of your bounty. We receive out of your treasury. We receive out of the inheritance that belongs to us in Christ. And we thank you in advance, God, for setting us free from the constraints of our thinking tonight. And releasing us into the realm where all things are possible. Not just in theory, God. But as a way of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to see if I can open my eyes. It's pretty awesome in the atmosphere here tonight. Uh, and I just want to, it's sometimes you can see better with your eyes closed, so maybe it's not a problem. I want to, uh, I really do, maybe we should all close our eyes. We can see better with our eyes closed, because that is the place where we aren't relying on our physical eyes, but where we are open to the realm of the Spirit. And so I'd just like us for a moment just to become aware of the unseen realm. And wherever you are sitting, whether you're driving in a car, you got to keep your eyes open for that, but, or if you're at home, or if you're here tonight, wherever you may be, I want you just to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to show you <laughs> The spirit realm. Connect with the realm of angels. Connect with the place 
that surrounds you even though you can't see it with your physical eyes. Just the dimension away, the realm of the Spirit. And ask the Lord what he wants to show you. Maybe he wants to show you Jesus there. Maybe there's an angel. Maybe there's some other kind of spiritual matter. Something to eat. A weapon. A gift. Just take a moment and connect. And don't, don't let the doubt that, oh, this isn't real, this is just an imagination creep in. Recognize that your spiritual eyes are designed to see spiritual reality in the same way your physical eyes are designed to see physical reality. So why is the Holy Spirit having us take a moment tonight and just connect with that realm? I believe that it's because he is training us in righteousness. He is instructing us in how to live out of our spirit, how to be led by the spirit, and to awaken to the reality and stay awake to the reality that what we see with our physical eyes is never all that there is. There is always a spiritual solution to every natural problem. There is always a root in the spirit of what has manifested in the natural. And so as children of God, as the bride of Christ, as the body of Christ, as people who live in union with God, we are learning to operate, not out of our intellect, not out of the limitations of the physical realm, but we are learning to live as sons of God. We are learning to live as spiritual beings having a natural experience rather than natural human beings that occasionally have a spiritual experience. And I do believe that it's an invitation tonight to come up higher and even to receive an impartation uh, in the same way that Elisha prayed for his servant when they were surrounded by the Syrian army and Elisha wasn't afraid at all. He, he, he saw into the realm of the spirit and he saw legions of angels. He saw an army of angels that outnumbered the natural Syrian army. And because he could see into the realm of the spirit and he could see the reality, the spiritual reality that surrounded them, it affected his, his emotions. He wasn't afraid. It affected his choices. It affected his evaluation of the situation. And Elisha's servant, of course, was blinded to that. He had, like most of us, had been blinded by the God of this world, and he couldn't see spiritual reality, so therefore he was afraid. He, he thought he was outnumbered, and he thought that danger was imminent. But Elisha prayed a prayer, and an impartation fell upon the servant when Elisha said, Open his eyes, Lord, and let him see. And so tonight I just pray that same prayer over every listener, and I say, Open their eyes, Lord, and let them see. Let them see spiritual reality. And see things from your perspective. And Father, I just release an impartation tonight, Father, an awakening in our spiritual senses, a prophetic <laughs> empowerment in the name of Jesus. And I stir it up tonight in, in the spirit of every listener, and I say, eyes open, ears open, spiritual senses be activated at an entirely new level. For I hear the Lord saying, you are called to do 
Something that will be impossible to do unless you can see the possibilities that exist in the Spirit. I am not calling you to manifest your strength. I am calling you to release mine. The path that I have called you to walk on requires that you take each and every step that you can only see in the invisible realm. You cannot get naturally to the destiny that I'm leading you to. It requires that you walk by faith and not by sight. When Jesus said, I have meat to eat that you know not of, I have food, I have drink that you know not of. When Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. When Jesus was ministered to by the angels after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was strengthened supernaturally, it was because he was connected at all times to the reality of the spirit realm. And this, my beloved, is how you are created, recreated in Christ to live. The storms of life, the pressure, the circumstances that you face are not designed to intimidate you, but to take you to a higher level. So that you must operate out of spiritual reality. And from that place, transform natural reality. Yes, I am training you in righteousness. I am training you to do the impossible. So receive the impartation. And begin to use your spiritual senses like never before. And right now I just see each of us standing in front of a door. And I see the door is cracked open. And on the other side it is very, very bright. Very, very bright. Blindingly bright. And I, I see as we push the door open and the light begins to shine through the door and onto our faces and onto our bodies. It is a blinding light. It is the same light that shone around the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and blinded him in the natural realm. It's the same light that shined on the Syrian army. When Elisha said, strike them with blindness, Lord, and they went naturally blind. It is the light (laughs) that makes the seen realm disappear. (laughs) That makes the spiritual realm Crystal clear. Run into the light. Jesus is the door. All things are made manifest by the light, beloved. You're called to walk in the light, to live in the light, to dance in the light, to sing in the light, to be free in the light. Enter in and allow the light of my love, the light of my truth to show you who you really are. In the light, you'll find you are the light. One with me 
filled with me, perfect in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we just received that. Amen? I feel the Lord is saying, obviously this is our podcast, this is going to be available on iTunes and FM Player, but I do feel like this is a, whatever the Lord was just doing with that particular, I call them awakening meditations and emerge, but in just that whole prophetic encounter just then, I felt like it is something that you're supposed to go back and revisit, something that you're supposed to listen to more than once. I'll let the Holy Spirit talk to you about that, whether that's a something you listen to while you're exercising or listen to while you're falling asleep or listen to when you wake up in the morning. But I do feel an urgency in the Spirit. I, I do believe that the people that God calls to listen to this teaching and calls to to sit under my teaching, I do believe that there's a specific type of person that God has called to this ministry. I believe that there is a, for many of you, a significant call on your life. A destiny that cannot be accomplished naturally. And you are being called to a higher place. You are being called to live in this place that the, that the the Lord is kind of describing it to me is like that place where Moses sat with the Lord on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights and was so saturated with the presence of God that he didn't even need to eat. He didn't need to, to drink water. He was supernaturally sustained. It's the place, the Lord is saying to me, it's this high place. It's this place of transfiguration where Jesus went up the mountain and was there with Moses as well and Elijah with the law and the prophets. And in the glory of God, the light shined from within Jesus and he was transfigured in this presence of God and what was within him it's it's this it's this it, there's an administration of glory that you are called to live out of and too many of us are just living like mere mortals like just natural men and women um but tonight I just feel the the weightiness of the Lord calling us up to this higher place, calling us up to this place of experiential glory, Whew. of experiences in the glory, a place where revelation and wisdom and creativity and things the world has never seen or heard get revealed. I believe it was the place that George Washington Carver would go into. He called it God's little workshop. When God would give him inventions and teach him how to take the peanut apart and put it back together again. I believe that there is and I believe that there's such an adventure in this place, such a, a wonder in this place. I believe that there's a high in this place, <laughs> that a bliss, a pleasure, a it, it's a place where you forget time. It's a place where you lose track of time. It, it's a place of answers and a place of 
the best way I know how to describe it is it's the it's where wisdom danced with the Lord at the beginning of creation when 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 the Father was laying the foundations of the earth. It's the place where Job didn't know the answers to all the questions that God was asking, but it's the place where those answers exist. When he asked Job, were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Well, beloved, it's an invitation to go there and to not just visit but live from that place, recognizing that it is accessible to you because you are in Christ. What Job maybe could not access is your inheritance. I'm pausing. Just I think there's just a sea law here. I, I can hear like, okay, so what do we do with that? What do we do with that, Shalise? What do we do with everything that the Lord is just speaking tonight? Well, thankfully, the Holy Spirit says you do the same thing that Mary did when she was visited by the angel. You simply say, be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. And in the same way, Mary didn't know how that was going to happen. She asked, like, how is this going to happen, seeing that I know no man? The Lord is saying, you don't know how, you don't have to know how it's going to happen. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's simply an invitation that you accept. I hear him saying, calling all sons. Calling all sons that are ready to enter in and manifest sonship. I know I'm pausing quite a bit tonight. I'm just waiting, waiting on the Lord. You know, I've been teaching on Sunday nights about coming up to a greater level of dependence. Coming up to a place where we are thinking with God, where we are operating in the mind of Christ. And what that means is that sometimes we need to slow down. We need to slow down and... Wait on the Lord. You know, I remember a time when, really before the Lord did a deep work in my own mind, where I never really had a quiet mind. It seemed like it was always busy. And I'll tell you, silence in the mind is a gift. Peace of mind, peace in the mind, being able to take a pause or a selah during your thinking process or during your, just the, the, the process of thinking with God, meaning you don't feel pressured to move. You don't feel pressured to make a decision. You don't feel pressured to figure things out. You can just rest and let the thoughts of God come into your consciousness. You know, as I train prophetic teams and I train people to hear the voice of God, it's 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 always kind of like a, a, a news flash to people that God thinks through your thinking facilities, that his thoughts actually come in to your consciousness as thoughts. And that Visions from God or imaginations from God actually use your imagination. And so we're not accustomed to that. You know, a lot of us, when we first begin to hear God or first begin to attempt to think with God, we're, we're just accustomed to, you know, thinking ourselves or, you know, not even really managing our thoughts. And so anything just comes in our mind. And, and so we aren't really, um, used to the concept of, slowing down and waiting on God to infuse our thoughts with his thoughts. You know, I have a lot of people, too, that have said, you know, I just want to talk to him like a normal person. Why can't I just hear his voice audibly? And and why can't I, you know, why can't, why is it so hard? You know, because I always get confused. Is this really God or is this me? And one of the things that I say to that is you're learning (laughs) to interact with an invisible realm. And you're learning to interact with a God, which is spirit. 
And so taking the time to slow down and, and, and just practice thinking the thoughts of God and letting the Holy Spirit fill your imagination with his thoughts and his images is how we grow in discernment. It's how we grow in our ability to receive from God. So let me read the scripture that we've been jumping off of on uh, Sundays for the last several weeks. And I'm going to read it. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 is verse 6. It says this, Trust in the Lord completely, and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. So tonight even, as we've just been walking through this prophetic awakening and just listen, I've just been listening to the Lord for you. It's really been an example, I feel like the Lord is saying, of, of how you think with God and how you interact with the realm of the Spirit. Tonight I asked, I asked you to begin by closing your eyes and connecting with the invisible realm around you. And asking you, what did you see? Did you see Jesus? Did you see angels? Did you see a gift? Did you see a weapon? Did you see spiritual matter, spiritual food? What did you actually see? And I want to just kind of coach you a little bit tonight because I, I feel very adamantly by the Lord that whatever you, whatever you actually connected with, whatever you saw tonight during that exercise is, is significant. And if you didn't see anything, well, it's not too late. You can close your eyes right now and do it again. Now, this particular way of operating your spiritual senses, it completely operates by faith. Okay, this does not operate in a place where you are saying to yourself, well, I don't see anything. I can't see anything. I don't see Jesus. I don't see a weapon. I don't see a gift. I just see, I, when I close my eyes, I just see the natural realm as it looked before I closed my eyes. All right, well, let me pray for you if that's describing you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to pray after me. I renounce the lie that I cannot see in the realm of the Spirit. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Every time I look into the realm of the Spirit, using my spiritual eyes, I see. In Jesus' name. Okay? So I want you to close your eyes again and look again. Now, whatever it is, I do feel like some of us are receiving gifts. Some of us are interacting with angels. If you, uh, some of us are, are just seeing Jesus show up. Some of us have a weapon, right? Let's just, I'm going to take a quick poll here tonight. How many of you got a gift? Raise your hand if you got a gift. Okay. We have quite a few people that got a gift. All right, how many got a weapon? Anybody get a weapon? Oh, some people got both. Okay, maybe the gift was a weapon. Okay. All right. Who, who just saw Jesus? Who, who saw, who connected with you? Some of the people saw that. Okay. Who saw an angel? Oh my goodness. We got multi, multi-dimensional seers in the, the audience tonight. All right. Awesome. A teddy bear. Awesome. Well, I, as I was saying earlier, what you saw is significant. So I want you to take a moment and write this down. And then even later, after the podcast is over, after the teaching is over, I want you to journal about what you received. Okay, I'm teaching you practically tonight how to not rely on your own opinions, but to, to interact with the realm of the Spirit and discern spiritual reality 
Right? And then hear what God has to say about that spiritual reality. So when you journal, and you know, I have, you know, several people that have been in Emerge here tonight who practice this a lot. Some, you know, we have proficient people here tonight that know how to do this. But for those of you that aren't accustomed to do this, accustomed to doing this, when you journal, you want to let the Lord lead. And there's nothing wrong with sharing your heart and sharing your feelings and pouring out your concerns and your prayers and your requests and your worries. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but I can tell you, you can save some time by realizing that God already knows all that. So just save some paper, you know, save, save some ink from your pen or, you know, some typing on your, on your app or whatever. Again, nothing wrong with it. If it helps you process, go for it. But you don't have to do that because God knows everything about you. A lot of times I just start out by saying, God, you know it. You know what's up. (laughs) So what do you want to say? What do you want me to see? So in this particular instance, you're going to say, God, tonight when I, you know, or today when I closed my eyes, I saw a gift. Now, let me say this about this too. You can always close your eyes again and go back into that particular vision or that imagination and look again. Right? And when you look again, you, you'll see more. So if you got a gift, maybe look again. Who gave you the gift? Was it an angel? Was it the Lord? Who, who, who gave that to you? If you look again, where are you? Are you standing in a field? Are you standing in a palace? Are you standing in the middle of a city? Where, where, where are you in the spirit? So you can continue to, to look and to see. And, and, and just to kind of give you some scriptural references for this, if you go over to Jeremiah chapter 1, in, I'm going to keep going here, to verse 11, I'm just reading it in the voice because it's here. It says, what do you see, Jeremiah? In verse 11, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11. And Jeremiah responded, I see the branch of an almond tree. And then the eternal one said, that's right. For this, know that I am watching over my word until it's accomplished. So in this little dialogue between Jeremiah and the Lord, the, the interpretation of the almond tree was a fulfillment of God's word. And so when we ask God, okay, this is what I see. I, I see you gave me a gift. You can expect the Lord to give you an understanding about what it is that he's showing you in the realm of the spirit. Okay, then... Listen to this. In verse 13, it says, The word of the the eternal came to me a second time. And this is what the eternal one said. What do you see this time? And Jeremiah said, I see a boiling pot. A boiling pot. I don't know why I'm talking like a British person. A boiling pot. Tilting away from the north. Ready to spill out towards the south. And the eternal one said, That is because an evil out of the north will indeed begin spilling onto the people of this land. Watch now as I summon the clans and kingdoms of the north to march against Judah. Rule with power at the very gates of Jerusalem. Press in on every side and vanquish all the cities of Judah. Now, the interpretation of the boiling pot, tilting from the north, spilling out towards the south, Also, the Lord gave Jeremiah the interpretation. This is what that means. Now, a lot of times the temptation, you know, is to, when we see something in the spirit, is to make an assumption. Right? Especially if you've read more than one dream book or dream symbol book or prophetic symbols, you know, 101, right? Then you think, oh, it's water. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit or... It's a, it's a dove. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's fire. That's the Holy Spirit, right? We just, we just assume that we understand what these symbolic visions mean. But I want to encourage you to have a conversation exactly like Jeremiah here and see and let the Lord say. See and let the Lord say. 
And I'm sharing with you this tonight because I have a very specific vision of you literally learning to live in this place where Moses dwelt and received the Ten Commandments from the Lord in this place of glory, in this place of revelation, in this place where God is giving you specific instructions, specific endowments, specific anointings, specific inventions, specific ideas. Uh, there is, depending on what you are called to do in the earth, there is a specific, what do I want to say? It's like a, it's like a, a specific flow. <laughs> There's a specific flow and a specific, man, just open door, if you will, of just incredible heavenly realities and Things that don't yet exist in the earth. Access to things that do not yet exist in the earth that, that God is wanting to birth through you. That God is wanting to manifest through your life. And he is, from this vantage point and this place, there is a, there is a future element to this as well. There is a future component. There is a place outside of time where you see ahead of time. And the Lord is reminding me of the of, of Elijah when when he could see into the enemy's chambers and could hear the strategies of the enemy. I mean there is so much more available to you. You don't have to compete like the world. You don't have to work like the world toil like the world there is a there is a flow i see it like this just dimension this portal this this download of information but it's it's a communication channel between you and the lord it's a it's a it's a and, and words are not even required it's mind to mind spirit to spirit Telepathy, <laughs> where where you just totally um, know, you just know, you just discern, you just discern, you just know. In the same way that Jeremiah had this conversation, and so I'm back to the journal. So you're just asking God, you showed me this gift. What does this mean? What else do you want me to see? What does that mean? Show me more. What does that mean? You lead. I won't rely on my own understanding. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna infer that I understand. I'm not gonna push my opinion onto this conversation. I'm gonna let you think with me. I'm gonna let you give me uh, imaginations and thoughts and visions and dreams and I'm going to receive communication from this high place, from this place of endowment and anointing and assignment. And I feel there's a very real attack on you finding this place, living from this place and operating from this place because the wisdom that comes from above brings to naught the wisdom of men. The wisdom that comes from above is foolishness. It, it, it just is. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to the the, the man or woman who is only operating out of a natural intellect. I feel like for some of you, it's time to even get a brand new journal that may be separate from your regular journal. And I see for some of you, it's like the psychedelic journal for whatever reason. And I see this like, it's, it's a, just a place, uh, it's a creativity journal. It's a journal where you are, and I even see it almost decorated with like, almost like how, how kids, you know how you'd always have that one kid in school that was always like doodling while the teacher was, I remember this one dude, I, had a, I think I was in like maybe ninth grade, I remember I was like in Spanish class, his name was Steve, 
I won't say his last name. I almost said his last name. But he was like a, kind of like a heavy metal dude. And, but he was a really good artist. So he would like, he was like, he was always drawing like pretend album covers or something. I don't know what he was drawing or videos of, I don't know, Pink Floyd or something. I don't know what he was drawing. But it was always super intricate and super, uh, in, you know, just involved and it was very detailed and he was, he was really engaged in it, completely oblivious to what the teacher was saying, completely oblivious probably to everybody in the classroom. But I, I think the Lord is bringing that up because he was connected into this realm of creativity. Whether he was getting it from God or not, I'm not trying to make it into something. I'm just sharing what the Lord is sharing with me, which is the, this creativity journal or this plate, this open heaven journal. That's what, oh, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> this open heaven journal. Don't be surprised if you're all of a sudden doodling things and creatures and trees that don't exist in the natural and, and just, Letting your imagination, it doesn't matter if you're an artist, it doesn't, it, the point is you're just, you're doing what every person that has had visions and dreams and prophetic experiences with God, what God told them to do. The Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos, he literally said, write what you see in a book. Thank goodness he described the visions. I would have loved to have seen the drawings if he would have drawn them. But I see, I see images and drawings and, and, and for some of you formulas. Inventors, formulas. I, I just am seeing formulas. I'm seeing, I, I'm seeing incredible wealth, incredible ideas for wealth, Incre- and and this is just literally a place of of receiving and just documenting these experiences with God. I see downloads, and I I think for some folks. Things have been hard. <laughs> Things have been hard because you haven't lived from this place. You haven't known how to live from this place. You haven't known there was an invitation to live from this place. But I can tell you, this place is the place of genius. This place is the place of extraordinary. This place is the place of unusual. <laughs> It's the same place that the Apostle Paul said, I know a man, whether he was in the body or out of the body, I can't say. But he went into the third heaven and he heard things too great to speak. Words that cannot be uttered. (laughs) It's funny, I, I just... I immediately just saw the <laughs> that trailer from The Matrix, the movie The Matrix, where it's like those binary numbers going down with the green on the background of black. And I, I just see this. There, there's a deep... <laughs> there's a deep sleep that too many in the body of Christ are under that spell. And it is time to wake up from the world system. Wake up from the the bondage that has kept us from truly experiencing what is real. The body of Christ is, can, can flow from a place that is not available. This is not available to people that, that don't know how to operate in this realm, that don't know the Lord, that don't know the door <laughs> in. And I believe there's, there's places that the Lord wants to take you. For some of you, there's a specific place of healing. 
It's a safe place for healing. Maybe it's a waterfall. Maybe it's a garden. Maybe it's the Father's backyard. But God wants to bring you into this safe place and invite the parts of your heart that have been wounded by past experiences. And I, I see in this place, it's a very, very safe place for the little boys and the little girls that live inside of us and hide out of fear. It's a safe place for them to come out and be reunited. with you and be assimilated into a place of wholeness in your heart. So there's a lot the Lord wants to do in our lives from this place of invisible reality, from this place where you could think you're crazy or that you're just making it up because it is truly coming out of the imaginary world, if you will. But it is not imaginary. You know, I've shared, I shared this story last week and I'm going to share it again because I just feel led to share it again. And I remember this, this story comes from a time that I ordained, I was ordaining someone in the middle of a conference and I ended up going down in the spirit, laying on the floor, going into this vision with the Lord. And in this vision, there were these glasses everywhere, all over all of the surfaces, with this water, I call it slow-mo water. It was like uh, water that, in those wave machines from the 70s, really kind of moved, was thicker than water. And I, I just remember the angels pouring these glasses into my mouth. And I just was like in almost like a stupor. I just felt like I was probably drooling on myself. I just was so out of it. And when I finally came to, I began to share the the vision with the audience that was there. And one of the brave ladies in the audience picked up one of the glasses by faith. Now granted, it was an invisible glass. You couldn't see it on the natural. But she just by faith took one of these invisible glasses and, you know, drank it. Just by, just, just because, just because I'd shared this vision. And when she drank the glass, the invisible glass, her gum dissolved. Instantaneously, it had a material effect. And a a literal piece of gum, not an imaginary piece of gum, a physical piece of gum was dissolved by some imaginary slow-mo water. I share this testimony to... Just let, just give evidence <laughs> that it is not imaginary, but that it operates by faith. And I remember another time we were tra- sending out some healing teams, and one of the healing teams prayed for a lady that was missing a kneecap. These were kids, by the way, the, uh, that were praying. They weren't even adults. And some kids laid their hands on the missing kneecap, and literally right before their eyes, a kneecap grew back. Where there was no kneecap, there was a kneecap. Why am I sharing that? Because the invisible manifests in the natural. And it all operates by faith. Now, Now the Lord is just telling me to go a different place, and this has to do with wealth. It has to do with finances. And for many in the body of Christ, the enemy will, especially those that are called to great wealth, the enemy will absolutely do everything he can to deceive you into scarcity and lack and poverty thinking. And try to convince you that the only resources available to you 
is what your paycheck can produce and what is sitting in your bank account at any one given at any given moment. But let's take these lessons into the realm of the spirit one step further. And let's think about the way Jesus operated as it as it related to lack. There are so many miracles in Jesus's ministry where he was doing the impossible things and accessing really just accessing the spirit realm and manifesting the spirit realm. So whether that was for example when Peter and the boys had fished all night and caught nothing. Now there were no fish that were jumping into their nets all night. But Jesus recognizing that the physical realm is not all that there is. I don't know if those fish showed up from heaven's lakes. I'm not sure where those fish came from. But I know this. Jesus operated in faith and told them to operate in faith. And when they let down their nets again, they caught so many fish they couldn't get them into the boat. Another time, Jesus told the disciples, they didn't have enough food to feed the multitudes after Jesus had been preaching. He said, just bring what we have to me. A few fishes and a few loaves. And in that moment, Jesus was not deceived by the little or the lack that was in their possession. Instead, he simply spoke a blessing. The blessing, by its very nature, commands multiplication. It commands increase. In the beginning, when God blessed Adam and Eve and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion, that was a, that is what the blessing produces. It produces fruitfulness. It, re, it replenishes what, what is, what is down to nothing. Right? It, it, it dominates the seen realm. That's what the blessing, when you bless, when Jesus blessed that, he was invoking spiritual reality onto the fish and the loaves. And they began to serve them and they didn't run out. And so we get deceived in the area of finances, deceived in the area of wealth, into believing and, and that what we see is all there is. And we make our decisions based upon what we see. In other words, we rely on our own opinions. You know, every, every week I'm talking to people that know without a shadow of a doubt that they are, emerge as exactly what they need. But yet, there is a sad percentage of those people that look at the bank account and say, well, I can't do it because I can't pay tuition. Why am I sharing that? Because there was no journaling. There was no prayer. There was no, there was no look in the spirit. What is God showing you? What are you? What, what is God asking you to do? I mean, what if God was saying, let down your nets for another drought? I mean, what, you didn't even, you didn't even give the opportunity. Maybe you're supposed to bless the, the, maybe you're supposed to speak a blessing of your bank accounts. I remember one time God had me dance on a pile of bills. They were all paid off in a week. I don't know how God, I don't know what instruction he's going to give you. He may tell you to march around your car seven times and the next time you call to make your payment, it's paid off. I don't, we don't even expect a lot of these things. And so that's what I'm saying. This invisible reality is not just for, you know, feel-good spiritual experiences. This is, this is meant to tangibly affect the natural realm. It is meant to, to have a, a domination over the natural realm. And here's the reality. The, the saddest thing about these students for example, that aren't able to do the program when they, they really believe that that's what God's told them to do, is that they are called to do something. All of us are called to do something that we can't afford. We are called to manifest the unseen, which means we have to see. 
the unseen. And so, Father, I just thank you that as tonight as we just wrap up our teaching, I thank you that there was a lot of deep waters that we we waded into tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that I thank you for the power of technology and the power of media. <laughs> that, that that means that we can listen to it over and over again. That we don't have to just listen to it once and try to catch it. And so, Father, you know what parts even of this teaching is applicable to every single person that's listening tonight. And I do believe that this invitation to live from this higher place and this invitation to uh, think with you and and experience glory that changes not just our lives, but changes the world is not falling on deaf ears. I thank you, Father, that it's falling on ears that hear. And I thank you that it's falling on people that are not just hearers, but they're also doers. And so, God, I thank you that as everyone sits down at some point in the next few hours to journal about whatever it is that you revealed to them tonight, as we were doing that awakening meditation, God, I thank you that there's 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 breakthrough. There's, that's a breakthrough conversation. Thank you, God, that that is an answer. It is literally like a key that unlocks. Ne- this is what I heard: next level manifestation. Hey, next level manifestation. Next level thinking. And so, God, I just release grace. I release grace to enter in, grace to not forget, grace to do, activate what they have heard. Imagine if the guys hadn't filled up the water pots. Imagine if the guys hadn't actually let down their nets. Imagine, God, we we, we hear too much word and not enough action. And so, Lord, I just pray that there would be a, a reverence and a respect for what, it, that it wouldn't just become normal, that we wouldn't just treat encounters and spiritual experiences like it's just, you know, the thing we do all the time and it's just kind of a, a fun imaginary exercise. But God, we would, there would be a, is that light shined on us tonight, God, that we would, we would live out of that place in a way that causes manifestation. So, Father, if there's no manifestation, then you gotta, you gotta doubt what's going on. It's meant. The Word of God is alive. It is active. It is effectual. And it does not return void. And so, God, I just thank you that we can walk it out step by step, not leaning on our own opinions, not leaning on our own understanding. And that you, you're going to do what you have purposed to do. In the same way you told Jeremiah about the boiling pot, there was going to be something coming from the north. You showed him the vision. You fulfilled it. I thank you, God, that that's the kind of, the kind of operation that's in place going on right here. And so we just... Um, We just ask you to fix our expectors. Get our expectors up so we expect manifestation when you speak. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up tonight, I want to give you guys that are here locally and the people on the podcast an opportunity to partner and to donate to the ministry. If you are getting fed, if you are receiving from this ministry, I really do encourage you to sow seeds into the ministry. I encourage you to support what's feeding you. Uh, you can donate online by going to shalice.com. Uh, there's a give donate button there. And your donations are what enable the podcast to uh, be made every single week. It's what uh, keep keep the electricity on and the building going so that we have a place to record. And so I just want to encourage you to partner. Uh, I also want to encourage you that when you do that, you're a part of something bigger than you can realize. 
honestly. There is, there is an impact that is happening all over the world uh, through the ministry. People are listening from corners of the earth that I get blown away all the time that they're actually listening. And so you are, you are a part of helping people experience more of God, experience more of the Christ in them. So anyway, I bless you. I bless, uh, uh, your offerings, your, your giving tonight. And, uh, I thank you so much for supporting the call of God on my life. In Jesus name. Amen.